Hola, and welcome to the Beauteous Me podcast, a relatable and authentic space for all. Tune in as we share stories of triumph, resiliency, and healing. We do this all while finding its inner beauty. My name is Jamili Whitfield, and the journey begins now. Welcome back for another episode of the Beauteous Me podcast. So excited to have another amazing guest to continue to talk to us about healing, but in such a different manner. And Lindsay, she is a certified hypnotherapist and intuitive guide helping ambitious women all over the world to unlearn their subconscious limiting beliefs and embody their highest potential so they can manifest the life of their dreams on autopilot. Like that just sounds amazing on autopilot. Doesn't anyone want anything on autopilot? Like, welcome, Lindsay. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I mean, most of our lives are like on autopilot or run on smart systems. Why can't our why can't our success be on autopilot? Like why not, right? I love it. One of my favorite testimonials that I just recently got from a client was she she made a point to say in her video um testimonial, she was like, This is stuff I didn't even think was real. <laughs> and I love that she said Ooh. that because most people don't. They don't know that they can actually choose and decide what drives them, what their what beliefs kind of push them forward or hold them back. Like you get to have a say in that. And so me shouting that from the rooftops is one of my favorite things. I love it. I love it. So the first question I always ask my guests, tell us your story. How did you get into doing this kind of work with women and coaching the women that you do? So I always start this story where I've started telling the story now by saying I was a weird kid. (laughs) I was a super big weirdo, but not like a, I was like a closet weirdo, you know, at school I was pretty normal, but then I'd go home and like go to the local graveyard and try to figure out how people died, you know, that sort of thing and touch the grave. So I was like 12 or 13. I'm like, tell me how you died, you know? Uh, but I've always had this like fascination in the other side of being a physical human, not necessarily the other side, which is like death, but just like, what are we? <clears throat> what are we? We're made of stars. We're souls. We're spirits. We're humans. We're magnificent light beings of the universe. Like, what is that? What's going on there? But I never really translated that. You don't do that as a kid. You're just like, ooh, I'm going to be a ghost hunter. <laughs> that's, how I, that's how I translated that fascination. Like, I'm going to hunt for ghosts and do the Ouija boards and all the things um, I even I, I got really intensely curious. This would this would have been like 2002, 2003, 2004. I got really intensely curious about serial killers mm. before it was like super cool to be. <laughs> I had like the encyclopedia of serial killers and I wanted to study criminology. I did actually study criminology in college and forensic psychology. And I really thought that's what I wanted to do. I was obsessed with CSI Las Vegas Mm -hmm. and I wanted to be, (laughs) you know, I wanted to be like the person who figures out the crimes. Um, But the problem with that is it's a lot of crime yeah. (laughs) and you have to like see things that you can't unsee. And I, I, it's around this time, 2004, my sister gave me this book called, oh, I have it. Oh my gosh. I have it right here. I don't know if your listeners are going to have video, but you don't need it necessarily. Uh, This book here changed my whole life. This is called Destiny of Souls. Mm -hmm. And I'm not, I promise I'm not. I talk about this all the time, but I never have received one penny for talking about this. I just love this book so much. It's called Destiny of Souls by Michael Newton. He is, uh, you know, coincidentally a hypnotherapist who did sessions with his clients to take them into the, well, okay. So first of all, you have to be in like the frame of mind to be open to reincarnation or this book will do nothing 
for you mm-hmm. at all. But <laughs> but he basically takes these clients into these deep hypnotic states and travels with them or rather goes along on their journey to discover what their soul does in the in-between space between the life just lived and the life they're about to mm. live, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. So who's going to be in their life? What lessons are they going to be wanting to learn for their own soul's expansion and growth? I'm so sorry if I'm getting really weird, but I told you, I warned you <laughs> that I was a weirdo. So <laughs> so trigger warning, I'm a weirdo. Um, but but yeah, I mean, it, 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 I read the book. I was 19 years old and I was just fascinated. Like, this is what I've been looking for. This is it. Screw this death stuff. Let's talk about life. Let's talk about the bright and sparkly side of what and who we are and, and what we're capable of. And being a hypnotherapist, it, it satisfied my curiosity for the mind and how the mind works. You know, I was thinking, oh, serial killers, what's what's going on with their brains? But like the everyday average human is a magnificent thing. The everyday brain is a powerful thing. And so I guess I would just decide I didn't know that that you could go to the bright and shiny side of spirituality. So I was like, all right, let's let's uh this is it. This is what I want to do. Uh I didn't do that again for another decade probably, mm. but you know, I put a bookmark in it in my mind and I was like, oh, hypnotherapy sounds great. Uh and then I moved to LA shortly after I was I was 20 when I moved. And I just got a job. You know, I was a barista at Starbucks I at, on Universal Studios City Walk. And I just kind of paid the bills and went out with my friends and did all the things that people do in their 20s. And then I had a kid when I was 26. And I've kind of, I'm trying to go through this rather quickly because all of these points are essential. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> I had a kid when I was 26 or 27. I don't really remember. But uh, I was like, I don't want to go back to retail. I was working retail management at a GameStop mm. for like seven years at that time. Three different stores. I, I made a lot of money. I liked, kind of liked what I did. I was really good at video games. But I I knew like I didn't want to work a 60-hour work week. Yeah. I didn't want to do midnight video game launches anymore. I didn't want to do inventories anymore. Yeah. Like I didn't want to work for someone else and have to hit these quotas and do all these things. I wanted to be with my kid. I wanted to watch him take his first steps and say the, his first words and feed him and not have to drop him off at a daycare, which breaks my heart that so many moms have to do mm-hmm. that. Like I completely understand uh, that struggle. And I had that struggle. But for me, I was like, luckily I had a husband who, well, at the time he was a fiance. <clears throat> we got married when my son was two months old. Uh, so we broke the rules. But, um, you know, he he was working like two jobs at the time. And he could have kept do, keep doing that, but I, I I wanted to contribute, and I also wanted to be with my kids. So I was like, "What? What is that? What can I do? What is what is in that little sliver of the pie chart that I or the Venn diagram that I could do that fits everything I need?" And immediately, a light bulb went off in my head. I don't know where it came from. Again, I had read this book ten years ago, right? Oh my gosh, hypnotherapy! And I go. Oh my God, that would be so cool. You know, that feeling you get when you have a new idea and you're like, that would be amazing. Oh my God, I'm so excited. I could help people. I could do these past life regressions. I could do future life. I could do in between life. Oh my gosh. And I got all these ideas. And then all of a sudden a huge piano, a cartoon piano dropped on that dream. And it was like, um, but you have a kid. Okay. You have to do the safe thing. You have to go get a job. Stop it with the nonsense. And this is all going on in my head, right? We've all had this moment where like logic takes over. And I was like, yeah, you know, I deflated a little. I was like, yeah, you know, you probably, yeah, I, I probably should just let me look at some openings. Let me apply to some places. 
And I was like, but wait, 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 wait. And I know now this was my, this must have been my higher wisdom or my soul, just kind of like busting a door down. I'm like, you're going to listen to me now. And the, the higher self or wisdom, whatever, said, but why can't you? It was, it was like a whisper. It wasn't as loud as the logic, but why can't you? And I thought, you know, everybody that's ever done anything great, this guy, Michael Newton, must have had this moment where he's like, mm, should I do that or should I just become a regular old psychologist or should I just do – everybody has this moment. So what am I going to do? Am I going to just fold and do the safe thing and probably be secure financially and bored or <laughs> right. or could I take a risk and maybe it will be spectacular and maybe it won't work out. But you know what? Maybe it will be spectacular. And of course, not all of this was going on in my head. I was just thinking, but why can't I? That question will forever stick out in my head. And I say this to, I use this in my marketing now because listen, ask yourself this, listeners, why can't you? Why can't we? Right. Why can't we? So I, I was like, what if I just made a call? What if I just took one step? What if I just, you know, so I called this institute that happened to be the first one that popped up on my searches and this is where it gets super spooky because this institute that I attended for a year, not only was it down the street from where I was currently going to go back to work, so it was literally like one building over from where I was going to return to retail management if I wanted, um, but – so that was weird. But it also uh, – I found out later after I graduated – I ended up working at the institute as an instructor for the distance department. Wow. So I would help distance students uh, get their uh, accreditation and their diplomas and their certificates, whatever. And uh, I looked my name up because you do. Sorry. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I looked my name up. Um, I don't want to get in trouble, but I did. I think everybody does. You know, if you're in a database you're, and you work at the place, you're be like, what do they have? Right. What do they have, what do they have on me? I have access. <laughs> I wanna, I'm going to check it out. So I searched my name and I had, this is where it gets super weird. Get ready. I had filled out an application in 2005 after I read this book from Michigan. I filled out an application for the same freaking place. So you don't remember? Okay. I didn't remember. They had my old phone number. They had my old address. Apparently, they tried to call and follow up, but I never answered because we've all done right. that, right? We fill out, we like request more information and then we just don't pick yep. up when they call us because we just... We're like, nah, nah, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. And I wasn't ready. And I, 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 <laughs> I still get spooked when I think about that because I was in their database as somebody who had filled out and inquired about this stuff 10 years ago. It was just, it's mental. It, yeah. It was meant but to I be. I knew some, some, some part of me knew like, no, you're going to do this. It's fine. I never really, uh. Yeah, I never really got over how weird that was. But anyway, so I graduated with honors and I started seeing clients um, and I've kind of never looked back. It's been one of the very few things besides, you know, getting married and having my kids that I've never really questioned, is this the right decision? Mm. And that is a beautiful thing. It really is because I'm a very indecisive person. So when I can actually sit down at the end of the day and know that my life is exactly where it's supposed to be. There is nothing like it on this planet. So highly recommend 10 out of 10. I love <laughs> it's it. It's great. <laughs> so let's jump into it. Um, one of the things that fascinated yeah. me and, and which is why I wanted to have you here on uh, the podcast is tapping. Um, a lot of people mm -hmm. do not know about tapping, have heard about tapping, are confused about tapping, don't know the power of tapping. 
Um, and it is something that is so ancient, which is interesting. A lot of things from our ancestors and from back then on healing spaces and yeah. ways to kind of heal, interesting enough, have been making its way back, um, you know, in, in, into oh, the yeah. present, also like fashion as well. But anyways, <laughs> you know, things from the past, oh my gosh, always come, yes. you know, coming, come back into, into the present. But I want to get into tapping because tapping is definitely a, a helpful and powerful tool. I know that I utilize tapping, I want to say back in 20... 14, um, I started doing EFT tapping. Um, and I found it at the beginning. I was like, what is this? What is this? What is this? Why am I doing this? This is, I'm not getting it until you like really start getting, um, a little bit deeper into it. And I found it so healing in a forgiveness journey that I was doing, um, back then. Um, so I just want to, you know, just get into like a, a truly organic conversation about your work with tapping and, and what does that look like? Cause I also do tapping now um, in, in my own, with my clients, with my therapy clients. Nice. Okay. So, so officially I'm a hypnotherapist, yeah. but there's a lot of tools and techniques that I incorporate with my, with my practice. I am certified in EFT and Reiki and all these mm -hmm. things as well to, to kind of help and, and, uh, what's the word? Collaborate yeah. other, other tools and techniques with, with clients because a, a well-rounded approach is always beneficial, Absolutely. right? But tapping has been one of the things that I was super, a, curious about in the beginning and uh, B, maybe a little bit uh, suspicious yeah. <laughs> because I also, I was, you know, because you're also like, so what, weird, is right? yeah. what is this? What yeah. is this? What, what is, is going this? on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I think the key with anything that you're curious about or, or want wanting to know more is just to be open. Like, what if, what if this is actually a thing? If it's not, I don't have to use it. Yeah. But what if it is, right? And I was the same way with handwriting analysis. I'm I'm a handwriting analyst as well. Okay. It's part of the it's part of the curriculum when you're learning hypnotherapy. It's called graphology, and certain personality traits kind of flow onto the paper. Uh, as it's a, it's like a pun intended. It's like a signature handwriting style that we all have. It's like a fingerprint. It's very unique and individual to everybody, even though we all learn the same way to write. So in that sense, if you look at somebody's handwriting, you can essentially pull characteristics and, and traits out from that. But I was like, what is this magic? This is not real. Come on, guys. You're really pulling my leg now. But once I got like within the first class, I started changing my handwriting because I started learning what it actually meant. And it turned out to be true. And every time I do this with clients, their their eyes kind of go, how did you know that about me? So it's it's one of those things. And so with EFT, I kind I'm of- I'm ready to DM you my, th my signature. <laughs> I would love to see it. Yes, I'll need a page on unlined paper with blue or black ink. Okay. And just write as much as you want, and I'll tell you anything you want. All right. Anyway, uh, so, so EFT, EFT. Uh, the idea behind EFT is that it works with the energetic ley lines or meridians of the body. And we all have them running down both sides, left and right, of our body, Um how do I explain? Are, are they going to see the video? Um, or is it just audio? It's just audio for now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to explain this so you mm -hmm. don't have, so you can paint a picture in your mind. But just like our face has an eye on either side, right? And an ear on either side, the ley lines kind of run in the same, in the same way. If you, like the veins. Okay. Yes. Like the veins, Lindsay. It didn't need to be that complicated. <laughs> um, but we have these, these lines of energy running, running throughout our bodies. And we are, familiar with acupuncture, yeah. right? The idea that if you stab some needles in certain places on your body, it'll help you release 
some of that energy. And this is the same idea, except instead of using acupuncture, it's acupressure, acu, acutapping on those, on those parts. Um, and when we feel stuck or depressed or sad or hungry, you know, craving something or unlovable or just guilty or sh- or any of those things that, you know, I don't want to say don't feel good because listen, every emotion has a reason, mm-hmm. right? We're not just trying to stuff stuff Stuck down. Points, That's not what will. it's about. Stuck points. What's that? Stuck points, if you want to call it. Stuck points. Exactly. Yeah. It's like if, if the ideal, the ideal situation is that the energy is flowing through you on, uh, unobstructed, right? Then you feel good. You feel mm-hmm. high vibe. You feel aligned. You feel where you're supposed to be. But anytime that energy gets stuck or, or there's like a, my instructor explained it like this. She didn't really explain it, but she did a sound and I think it's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> when you have a moment, when you feel like, oh, that doesn't feel good. Yeah. It's like a short circuit yeah. sort of thing. And, and I haven't found a better way to explain it. That was actually great when she did that. I was like, I know exactly what you mean. The energy's not flowing. It's stuck somewhere and I'm feeling it. You know, you'll know. I feel it in my solar plexus. I feel it in my head. I feel it in my shoulders. I feel, you know, wherever. So the idea of EFT is to help you clear and cleanse that energy so that you can be flowing again. Yeah. You can be back where you need to be. And at the same time, not you're not just clearing it. I mean, you are, but while you're clearing it, you're moving through it. You're processing it in a way that you wouldn't normally be able to if it's just sitting there because you don't know what to do. Like, what do I do? How do I get rid of this? Well, tap on it. So the the idea, that's the physicality of it. Now, now the, the emotionality or the mentality behind it is, even though I feel like, can I swear? Oh, gosh, I, I swear like never before. <laughs> Sailor it I up. Should have, I should have asked you before. Sailor it up. Even, if I, even, even though I feel like absolute shit. I still love and honor myself. Mm-hmm. Even though I don't know what the hell to do right now, I still honor and accept myself yeah. as I am today. So it kind of takes the pressure and the burden off of you to need to have something a certain way right now and gives you the grace to accept what is and also want something better. Because throughout the journey of EFT, you're not only accepting what is, but you are also giving yourself um, – uh, suggestions you're giving yourself affirmations that it's heading in the right direction yeah. and what you want is actually happening Does that make oh sense? no you explained it beautifully <laughs> and it's like one of like when i do uh tapping in my therapy sessions you know we go into one thing that i always tell my clients is emotions get stuck right? Your body will tell you that's why there's so many books. There's so many different things. So many people use different tools. Some people use hypnotherapy as, as well as regular cognitive behavioral therapy or whatever therapy approaches Reiki in combination with EMDR. Like everyone uses a lot of combinations because, um, there's not one cookie cutter approach to really trying to heal trauma, especially from someone's body. And there are those stuck points. And and I know for me, I feel every single emotion under the sun right here on my chest. It, it's just all like, it yeah. just comes all right here and it loves to keep itself right here. The hard part about it, I, I always explain to clients is that sometimes you don't know what to decipher is what emotion if they're yeah. all combined and clustered in one place. Because you might think, is it anger, sadness, hunger, this, that, depression, anxiety, 
fear, rejection, all these different things. And they're all coming into the same, same exact location. It's a, it's a, it's a gumbo pot. It is. Exactly. It, exactly. So you have to start extracting some things. Is it the shrimp? Is it the sausage? Is it this? Is it that? Um, but with tapping, what I do love, and there's so many different forms of tapping, but what I did appreciate when I started EFT um, back in 2014 is that affirmation piece. So it was like, I'm angry, but I'm yes. willing to let it go. I'm angry, but I'm willing to let it go. It's that recognition of that emotion that's stuck and also the release of that emotion and saying, I'm willing to let it go and it's okay. It's like telling yourself it's okay to feel this way, but let's just breathe. Like just opening slowly that shaken soda bottle so it doesn't kind of explode. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And EFT and hypnotherapy work so well together Mm -hmm. or separate because hypnotherapy is let's train your mind to believe what you want it to believe, not just what you kind of got stuck with, yeah. right, for the time being. Because something so small and insignificant can be taken in by your subconscious as a survival mechanism or or uh, something that will keep you, quote unquote, safe yeah. as, as far as your subconscious understands what safe means. And then you're just stuck with all this stuff that maybe not even is yours that was, that was <laughs> given to you by uh, others around you, mm-hmm. situations, experiences mm-hmm. that, that – that you don't really know the origin of, but it doesn't really matter because now you have a lack mentality. Now you feel like you could, you're never going to find love. Mm. Now you feel like you're never going to be able to get out of the situation you're in. Uh, but you can. And, and with hypnotherapy, we're, we're, we're helping you teach your brain, rewiring your brain mm. to achieve whatever it is you want. EFT is very, very, very much the same. Different, uh, what's, what's it? Different routes, same destination, I say. Yeah. Now, I was going to ask you, and I'm glad that you kind of jumped in. Uh, that was my next segue on going on hypnotherapy. I guess my curiosity is, how long is a hypnotherapy session? Um, I know you explained that it's like creating your own reality, but I, I'm like, you know, you see things yeah. on TV. I've never done hypnotherapy for myself. Heard Listen. about it. A lot of people have done it. There's always like the smoking cessation programs that are like, do hypnotherapy. But mm-hmm. I'm like, how long... I got trust issues. Like, what am I going to really sit here? And oh my have gosh. someone, like, put me in a chat. Like, yes. what are you going to yes. do? <laughs> okay. So let me, let me, here, uh, first of all, a session is one hour, but mm-hmm. the hypnosis is about 15, 20, maybe 30 minutes, depending on the journey that we're doing. Mm-hmm. So the first half of the session is how was your week? What came up for you? What are your strokes? Very much the same as a cognitive behavioral session. Mm-hmm. Uh, behavioral science session, but we are also incorporating subconscious work as well. Mm -hmm. So uh, I appreciate, I really appreciate this question because I say half of my work is teaching people about what it is and the other half is teaching about what it isn't because (laughs) maybe more of my job is teaching about what it isn't because there's so much out there um, that's just silly. That's just absolute nonsense. Mm -hmm. My, my six-year-old, he was like four at the time. He goes, he asked me seemingly randomly. He must have seen a a cartoon or something. He's, but mommy, how do you actually hypnotize someone? And I've never discussed, four years old, he doesn't really get, I don't think I've ever said to him like, oh, I'm a hypnotherapist. So I go, you know, that's, why are you asking? He goes, oh, I saw it on a cartoon. I go, you know, that's what I do for work, right? And he goes, what? You do, you do that? And I was like, okay, 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 let's slow down. Okay, okay. What did you see? Right. <laughs> so that I can immediately Before he goes tell to school and is like, my mom will make you 
fly a kite or something like <laughs> oh my gosh um so so very quickly and and i don't know what your listeners know or don't know but i'm just gonna pretend like nobody knows anything about hypnosis mm-hmm. because chances are you've seen tv and it's just again nonsense a hypnotherapist or hypnotherapy in general cannot underlined bold red letters <laughs> cannot make you do say think believe feel anything that goes against your core morals or beliefs. Mm. Now, I've seen all the news stories, right? Oh, I was hypnotized into robbing the bank. Oh, my you goodness. wanted to rob the bank. <laughs> you wanted to rob the bank. Because there's no, there's nothing that I could ever say to you that would make you go rob a bank. Got it. I, I don't, no one has that power. That's called brainwashing, first of all. And I don't know enough about that to even talk about right. it. <laughs> so, so, not the same. Okay, now the, the question I was going to ask you You've done, have you ever done like a guided meditation? Oh, of course, yeah. It's like, oh, you're in a forest, you're going down the path. Visualization, meditation, guided meditation, all of that. It's hypnosis. What? You're doing hypnosis. (laughs) You're doing hypnotherapy because, here's why. (laughs) This is my favorite thing. Because guided, anything guided has a goal or objective involved. And anytime there's a focused goal or objective, it's hypnotherapy. Anytime there is a clearing, it's meditation. A receiving of intuitive knowledge by clearing uh, the space and the energy, meditation. Focused goal, hypnosis, okay? So that's how you know. It's a very focused state of mind that allows you to achieve a goal or a state or a, a belief that you would like. Got it? Everybody listening? I got it. I think, I think we got yeah. it. We're not in a cartoon, guys. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And yeah, all the watch and the spiral stuff is just not... Have you ever seen Get Out? Yes. that yeah, that yeah That's why I'm like, okay. I, you know, I don't want to lose my control. So <laughs> I love Jordan Peele. I love him. Ob- obsessed with all of his work. He doesn't know anything about hypnosis. Yes. I'm sorry. He just doesn't. He can, t- he can come talk to me. Jordan, you want to have a meet? I will tell you how to create a believable scene with hypnotherapy. But it's not going to be that cool. Yeah. <laughs> You're probably going to teach someone to, you know, draw in more abundance. That's fine. Um, the the other thing I want people to understand is as a biological being that needs to sleep every day to recharge and regenerate, you are already going into hypnosis every day. You are already going into hypnosis multiple times a day. Anytime you drive home and you can't remember it, anytime you read a book and something happens and you feel like you're in the book because everything else kind of drowns out mm-hmm. around you. Anytime that you are watching a movie and you get scared or you feel anything, your subconscious on some level is believing that that is actually happening Mm. to you and is reacting as if it is happening to you. And that is an altered state, which is a form of trance, which could be argued that is a form of hypnosis. We're all going into varying states, higher and lower of, of hypnotic trance every day, all day. We just, we're so hardwired to do it. We need to do it. Every, every time you fall asleep, you're passing through a state of hypnosis in order to go from subconscious into unconscious and then back again. So you already know how to do it. You're already an expert in it. I'm just helping you do it to achieve your deepest goals and dreams when you want to and be more intentional. Because the other thing is you're already manifesting what your reality every single day anyway. Why not? What if you had control over it? What if you were more intentional with it? What if you could decide what that reality looked like? Sounds pretty cool. That's all we do. That's all we do. You just like and simplified it's not the movie. it. <laughs> I know you just simplified it. So now I'm like, well, maybe I'm not 
scared of it now if you <laughs> broke it down into that because i'm like i got trust issues no one is going to try to put me in a situation I, where because i'd be like 100 percent when i open 100 <laughs> percent. and that's that's the thing too like even if even if you said well how do i say this? if i said hey let's do a session right now but you weren't 100 percent on board again there's nothing i could say to you that would force you into hypnosis right like you just you have to be willing i can't forcibly hypnotize anyone so i think now might be a good time to talk about stage hypnosis <laughs> go ahead go ahead that's usually where this goes go ahead <laughs> stage hypnosis very quickly is sort of the same but it is a completely different animal so it's like a lion and a cat if that makes sense so it's it's like again no one can make you go into hypnosis so if I were to do a stage show, I wouldn't ever because I don't like attention that much. But if I were to do a stage show and I look out at the audience and say, I need volunteers, somebody who wants to come up and do a, I don't have to know them. I don't even have to ever meet them. But if I see people in the audience that are like eyes wide looking at everything I'm doing and like fascinated by this, I'm probably going to pick them because they're going to be the most willing to participate. And if they're like nodding along and like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. They're probably very highly suggestible to what I'm about to say to them. So I'm going to call them up too. I already know who I'm going to pick based mm. on how they're receiving the information, right. the pre-show, if you will, when I tell them about all the amazing things I can do and how cool this is and all this stuff. If they're in it, I'm bringing them up. Mm -hmm. And now let's put yourself in that position of somebody going up on stage, right? You're looking out at the audience. You just got picked to do this show. You're very, very scared and nervous. Everybody's expecting you to do something really, really cool. And the guy says, three, two, one, go to sleep. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Are you going to just stay in there and stand awake? No, you're going to close your eyes. Right. You're going to. You're just going to do it because everybody else just did it. Right. So now what are you going to be the only one and draw more attention to yourself? No, you're going to do it. Usually that's, <laughs> that's how it goes. So they are essentially going into a trance because they're already in a trance anyway. The process of going into hypnosis Without getting too technical, it's a, it's an overload of message units, mm. message units being bits of information that you're getting all day, every day. It's an overload of message units triggering the fight or flight response, allowing you to drop into a hypnotic state. Interesting. So okay. in, the interest, in, the, in the initial session that I have with clients, I'm triggering that fight or flight state by overloading them with message units. And in a session, what that looks like is find a spot on the ceiling, and every time I say, an odd number, you're going to close your eyes. So they're they're like intensely paying attention, right? Yes, yes. So twenty, close your eyes. What I say, open or close? I usually do even numbers close, odd numbers open. So twenty, close your eyes. Nineteen, open your eyes. They're going to open their eyes, and so all the way down to zero. By the time we get to zero, they're like, "Thank God, just let me close my eyes already. <laughs> like get me out of this." And that is essential. That's as hard as it gets, to be honest, in a session. And then all the other sessions are very much a relaxation induction. Mm -hmm. But the first one, in order to trigger the state in a deep way that is uh, good for therapy, that is a, 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 a good state that's conducive for therapy, we need to trigger the fight or flight, allow them to drop into hypnosis. So when we translate that to a stage show, they're already overloaded. Yeah. They're getting all kinds of information right then and there. So the second he says, three, two, one, sleep, they're going to drop into sleep. Got it. They're still willing, though, if, 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 you, if you get that kind of uh, innuendo. They came up on stage, so they're already willing to do and be a part of the show. They're already willing to do it. 
even reluctantly, they're still willing. So when you pull your pants down and start clucking like a chicken and say, <laughs> I didn't mean to do it, we know better because you are not being controlled. You still have 100% control. But the difference is you're more um, willing to. You're more willing to than you would be if you were not in hypnosis. You're more willing to, but I still can't cross that line of, okay, now go rob a bank and kill someone. Like, I just, it's just not a thing. So, um, hopefully that makes sense. No, that, that. Sometimes English is hard for me. That absolutely makes sense. So, Lindsay, um, I always ask before we wrap up, if you have three tools you can kind of share with the listeners, whether that's on tapping, hypnosis, whatever that is. Yeah. Well, uh, shoot. Three tools to what? To just start living a better life? Yes. Feeling better? On autopilot. (laughs) Yes, in autopilot. Okay, well, I got I got I got two off the top of my head. So give us two. Give us two. No, no, no. Give us two. That's fine. (laughs) So as far as tapping goes, one of the easiest things I I teach my clients to do, let's say we've just done a full EFT session and they they're never gonna remember all the points. I I do give them a handout of the points. Uh, but I say, it, even if you just have two seconds, two minutes to do a reversal or do something, the karate chop point oh, yes. on the on the hand, mm-hmm. yeah, just karate chop the crap out of your hands. Yep. I'm sure everybody, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably know what that means. But if not, it's just the, how do you explain this? The meaty part of your hand on yep. the opposite side of your thumb. By the pinky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> By the pinky, yeah. Yep. Below the pinky. Thank you. Yep. Um uh, and just, just ch- I just do both hands, but you can just, you can tap with one hand on a hand, but I just take both those parts and karate chop them together. Mm-hmm. Um, and just say, even though I'm feeling anxious, even though I'm angry, even though that was super embarrassing, I still love and appreciate and accept and honor myself, whatever you want to say. Yeah. Even though the bad thing, I still love and accept myself. Yes. If you don't love yourself and you can't say, I love myself right now, then you can say, I still choose to honor my feelings. I still choose to honor where I'm at. I still accept myself as I am. And I promise you, even if you don't fully believe it, this is how you get to believe it. Yeah. <laughs> like This is the way to do that. So practice makes perfect. Now that's the EFT one. And everyone can do this. You got five seconds, do it for five seconds. Yep. Everybody has five seconds. Um, the second thing, and this kind of goes back to if you don't fully love and accept yourself right now, one of the biggest things I teach people to do first is pay attention to what you are saying and thinking about yourself, okay? <laughs> Just pay attention. Remember, I'm not saying change it. I'm not saying judge yourself. I'm not saying anything like I'm saying notice yeah. the talk. Notice the thoughts. Notice the energy with which you use to communicate to and about yourself yeah. because that is what is driving your reality, Hands down, I will die on this hill. (laughs) I will never stop saying it. How you are talking about and to yourself is the most important driving factor in where you are today. And that is because you are suggestible the most to your own voice. Mm -hmm. You are the most suggestible to your own voice and your own thoughts. So just pay attention. First step is just noticing it. Oh, that wasn't that good. Oh, that didn't feel good. Don't judge yourself. Notice how it feels. And then when you feel ready, and again, this is a practice. Practice makes perfect. Don't expect to be perfect right away and don't expect to notice it all right away. But when you notice it, oh, that didn't feel good. What would I rather believe instead? I love it. So example, 
Oh, that was so stupid. I can't believe I did that. Oh, I'm so dumb. First of all, I can barely even pretend to say that because it just feels gross. So cancel, cancel, cancel. <laughs> Every time I give an example, I have to scream to the universe, cancel, cancel, cancel. Yeah. Because that's not how I feel. <laughs> I just want to just get rid of the energy right now. But let's say you are calling yourself names or that that example I just got. Okay. Ooh, that felt gross. What would I rather believe instead? Well, I'm not stupid. Maybe that was a mistake, but I can learn from mistakes. Yeah. Because I'm a brilliant, magnificent being that is here for a purpose and a reason. You know, you don't have to go that far. But you can. <laughs> you can. You know, you can. Absolutely. Um, just So just notice it. Notice it. And, and then when you start noticing it more and feeling how crappy it feels, there's a reason it feels crappy. Because A, it's not true. It's a lie. And B, you're not supposed to feel this bad about it. Mm-hmm. You're not supposed to feel bad about yourself. I don't think. Um, so it, it just, it doesn't get you anywhere. What can I learn from this? How would I rather, uh, feel, how would I rather feel? What would I rather believe? And, and play around with it. I have a form that I give to clients where it's, it's, it's very easy. You can do this on a piece of paper, notebook, paper. Uh, here's the thought that I just had. Here's what I choose to believe instead. And it's just a matter of constantly reframing. I love it. I love it. Lindsay, where can people find you? People can find me <laughs> on the weirdest mountaintop in the universe. No, uh, I'm coming off the last few drops of my coffee, so I really apologize. It's okay. I'm just getting real loopy right now. <laughs> but uh, people can find me at lindsayrobinson.com. I have an Instagram at lindsayrobinson, Twitter at lindsayrobinson. I'm not on Twitter much. I'm not really on anything except Instagram, usually in my Facebook. But uh my website, Instagram is probably the, the easiest, the easiest. Uh, place to find me. I have a podcast, yes, High Vibe in It, which I co-host right. with my friend Kelsey Aida. So if you're into uh, stuff that I just said, then you might like my podcast. Um, what else? I think that's it. I'm opening new spots for 2023 for personal private sessions. I, I'm also going to have a group coming up. Oh, can I give your audience a gift? Of course. We like we love freebies. We love gifts. <laughs> freebies. Who wants a freebie? Uh, so first of all, if you go on my website, there's a there's a tab that says freebies, and you can just pick either my dis- five questions to discover your success block freebie, or there's also a uh, hypnosis freebie. Yeah. But the freebie that I want to give you, and I'll give you the link for it, is seven days free inside of my Align Your Mind membership. So Ooh. that is all of my hypnosis audios that I've ever made, and there's always more being added. I have EFT sessions in there. I have uh, worksheets. I have courses. I have, gosh, what else? Oh, I have card pulls. I do tarot and oracle draws as well. So I put those in there. I'm going to start doing lives in there. Um, toolkits, all kinds of stuff for very specific goals. So, uh, it's a, it's a paradise if you want to rewire your mind and you get seven days free. Awesome. Yeah. So Lindsay will send me the link guys and I will put it in the show notes so that you can go straight to the link. Lindsay, thank you so much for being here. This was an awesome conversation. Well, you are great. And I really appreciate the opportunity to tell you that hypnosis is not what you see. (laughs) (laughs) Don't get out. (laughs) Don't. Yeah. And and I should probably say, I have never seen Get Out. I didn't watch it because I knew about that scene and I didn't want to be angry. You know how when you do something, mm-hmm. let's say you watch a movie with EFT in it and they just like do it horribly. You're going to feel things. Yeah. My sister's a nurse and she doesn't watch Grey's Anatomy because of how horribly inaccurate it is, even though I'm obsessed with Grey's Anatomy. I'm obsessed with Grey's um, too. 
I mean, I was. Now it got weird, but I don't know. Uh, but <laughs> we'll see. But it's like that. It's like anytime you do something and you invest so much time and energy into it and then you see somebody like doing stuff that isn't real, you're just like, oh, man. So I didn't watch it. But, yeah, it's it's just not. It's not. It's not as exciting as all that, guys. It's That's really nice. just about let's let's just help you reflect on the outside what you are on the inside. Let's help you remember how awesome you really are. That's right. Child of the universe. That's right. That's right. All right. Anyway. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. Make Thank sure you so that much. you follow on Instagram, follow Lindsay, um, and get all updates. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. I hope this episode fed your soul. Please be sure to download new episodes. You can also head on over to rate, review, and subscribe. For more updates, find us at www.iambeauteousme.com or on Instagram at iambeauteousme. Don't forget to use the hashtag beauteousmepodcast for your feedback.